Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info. I'm Daryl. It's my man Sam beside me. Hey, first I want to start off by saying, guys, hey, I really appreciate you and um, Roland, our engineer, for doing such a wonderful job in my absence last week. Even though I was here on the microphone, I wasn't in the studio with these guys. I was in uh, Paris, France. Wow, what a beautiful place, man. May uh, I point out, gay Paris. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> See me, sure. We would uh, <laughs> like to welcome everybody to uh, to Sports Info UN with Daryl and Sam. Uh, if you would like to join our conversation, we can be reached at 386-523-1380. Uh, you know, we're going to start off today's show getting into the top ten of college football. The AP just released their poll and uh, a record-breaking five SEC teams in the top ten just tells you about the strength of the conference. They've dominated the college football scene in the last couple of years. So uh, what do you think, Darrell? We start off with number ten, Arkansas. Wow. You know, uh, Arkansas lost their coach, Bob Petrino, and they still in the top ten. I said that I think that says a lot for the program. And and I and actually I think it says a lot for what he did for the program while he was in Arkansas. Uh yes, you know, uh, a lot of turmoil in uh, Arkansas, but uh, they got a veteran coach in John L. Smith that's gonna um, serve on an interim basis. A lot of talent returning to uh, to Arkansas, but uh for them to be the number 10 team, you're talking about week three of the college football season, September 15th. They got Alabama, you know, the number two team in the land, a team that's going to be coming off of a, a a tough game on September 1st versus my Michigan Wolverines. So, you know, with Arkansas, they're a top 10 team, and we're going to know right off the bat. Are they going to be a team that's going to be in the hunt? Because if you beat Alabama early in the season, that can set the tone for your whole season where you can just potentially run the table until you get to the November 23rd game against the number three ranked team in the SEC, LSU. Well, you know, I think Arkansas can beat Alabama. You know, and and when you play in a conference like like um, the SEC. You know, you gotta have the have the the mindset that you could beat anybody, and if you can beat anybody, you're gonna be beating some of the best teams in the nation playing in that conference. And um, and Alabama is no slouch by no means, but are they one of those teams that's having a championship hangover? You know what I mean? Are they thinking about getting the rings, or they thinking about um, you know? We are the champs instead of we got to be the champs. So, I, I, you know, Alabama could have a have a little layover um, this year. You know, uh, that's very interesting that you said that about the Alabama team. We're going to talk about them uh, later on. But definitely when you're in the SEC, week in and week out, you have to be ready. You have to bring it. You know, you can beat that top-ranked Alabama team, and then you can have you can have a hangover, a victory hangover going into your next week when they play a Rutgers team. You know, Rutgers, they have a new coach, but they've been tough at the last couple of years on the Shiano, and uh, I'm sure that could be an upset alert if 
Arkansas was to get past Alabama. But in the SEC, you know, uh, a lot of teams complain about the SEC. You mean you're talking about the premier conference in college football, and you see why a team that has one loss, they're always in the BCS picture because the conference, the strength of schedule is definitely going to have you there in the end if you can uh, get through that conference and only lose one game. Well, you know, the number nine team is an SEC school as well, South Carolina. And we we have Mr. Lattimore coming back this year off of a knee injury. And, man, I, you know, I, I, as a running back, I actually felt for this guy. You know, I saw Steve Spurrier literally run this young man into the ground. I mean, run him till he couldn't run anymore. Run him till he hurt him. You know, and I and and and, and trust me, if he can make it through this season, there's no doubt he will be not. He will not be coming back for another year of Steve Spurrier and the South Carolina Gamecocks. So um, I, I think um, I think South Carolina deserves a nice spot, especially if Lattimore can come back and be a Heisman candidate like he was two years ago. If he can come back and be 90% of the back he was last year, you're talking about him being probably the the premier back in college football. I mean, th- this man was outstanding. Whenever he got the ball, he was a workhorse. He he could run. He can carry the ball thirty times a game. He can break the long run. He can run in between the tackles. He was he's everything you want in a running back. He can pass protect. He can catch the ball out the backfield. But I do think, like you mentioned, that he was a lot overexposed. I mean, they ran him into the ground. They got everything and then some out of Mr. Lattimore. So with him coming off an of ACL injury. I look for the old ball coach to kind of ease him into things. But with them being the number nine team in the country, you know they're going to face a tremendous schedule uh, by just playing in the SEC alone. You know, you're going to be playing against four or five teams that's ranked in the top ten. And uh, that's going to be a big obstacle for them to overcome. But, you know, Steve Spurrier is known for his offense, but watching this South Carolina team, they in the last three, four years, their defense has been tremendous. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. Today poll in the AP Top 5, number 8 is... Drum roll, please. The <laughs> University of Michigan, Brady Holt. Hey, uh, I tell you, that where else would you rather be? Like uh, Coach Carr used to always say, you know, we were very, I was very privileged to be able to play at the University of Michigan, uh, the all-time winning this university in the NCAA college football oh, history. Okay. You know, that's just a little shot at my partner, Daryl. But, uh, you know, we, we had some tough times under the, uh, Rich Rod- Rodriguez, and uh, we got uh, Brady Hoke hired, and he came in last year, and he um, exceeded expectations. But now, you know, uh, what everybody wants to know is uh, how are you going to be in year two, you know, because uh, a lot of times we all know in college football or in, in sports in general, you can have some success, but it's, it's really a what have you done for me lately. And uh, we we open up with uh, not a cakewalk. Uh, the University of Alabama, the number two team in the country, the defending national champions in the Cowboy Classic in Dallas, and uh, you know that's a game I'm looking forward to because uh, Coach Saban, he's a tremendous coach. Uh, Alabama has a lot of talent, but I, I do think that they're ripe for the upset. You know, I, I'm, I never root against my Wolverines, and uh, with Alabama losing nine uh, defensive starters, you know. That team 
relies on defense. You know, uh, defense, offense win games, defense win championships. So, uh, you know, with them losing nine games, a complicated defensive system, uh, us having a guy, Mr. Shoelace, uh, Denard Robinson, who, uh, challenged Hussein Bolt in a 40 yard dash race. I really do think that, uh, I like our chances. Yeah, I, I, I admire your chances against Alabama and I really admire this guy, um, uh, Derod Robinson. Um, but, you know, we, as a football phenom like myself, I, I really love football and I'm a, I'm a fanatical fan and I watch a lot of things in the game. And I can honestly say, man, I think Shoelaces threw some passes up last year that were just like Hail Marys, you know, just throwing them up in the end zone and Michigan receivers came down with them. I just don't see him doing that consistently this year like he did last year. And uh, I think he might be exposed a little bit. Uh, maybe we, maybe they can find ways to keep him in the pocket and uh, and make him, make him beat people with his arm. You know, he is a quarterback. I think we're going to see him throwing the ball more downfield and people are going to keep him in the pocket man. if I'm a defensive coordinator that's definitely the strategy that I would use on uh, Denard Robinson I would want to keep him in the pocket and make him prove that he can beat me by dropping back and, and being a pocket passer but if I'm Michigan I'm going to get him on bootlegs I'm going to get him on sprint out so I'm going to give him a run pass read and uh I do agree with you again that uh, he threw some passes up last year that uh, were ill-advised, and his receivers bailed him out. He he will not have the benefit of having Junior Hemingway this year. But also with him being a senior, you know, you learn from your mistakes as an athlete. And uh, I'm sure he's been working on becoming a better pocket passer, knowing how teams are going to try to play him. But the one thing that you cannot prepare for, you cannot prepare for 4-3 speed. Even when you, if you become a drop back passer, when the, when the pocket collapse and you elude a defender, when you turn the corner and everybody's in coverage, I mean, once the guy turned the corner, um, he's not going to get caught. He's going to outrun the angle. He's going to do all of the things. And, uh, you know, that those are the tough guys to prepare for now, like the Cam Newtons of the world. Not saying that he's Cam Newton. But Thank you. Not saying that he's Cam <laughs> Newton, but you don't want to race him. You don't want to um, – be against him in a foot race, you know. The, the the guy can flat out run. He has to ha- use better judgment. But um, you know, I I just really think this is going to be a great challenge for us because uh, Alabama is a team that's going to be physical. They're going to try to establish the line of scrimmage. They're going to run the football. They're going to play tough defense. And I really think that this type of game is going to suit us. Uh, even though Alabama's coming from the SEC and uh, they're used to the speed, I think I just think Denard Robinson. Um, He's at a different level when it comes to speed. Sam, if Michigan wins, where do you put him in the polls after that game if they win? It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. I, I, I do think it'll set the tone. But uh, the one thing that uh, when I was at Michigan that we were always brought up on is how do you handle success, you know? Just because you win one big game, you know, hey, people are going to talk about you. They're going to write about you. you got you got to move on to the next game. It's, it's a long season because, you, you know, you can have a great victory uh, in beating Alabama, but you can also let that go to waste when you lose to an inferior opponent. So you have to get up each and every week for everybody's on your schedule. But that's the one thing about playing big-time college football. When you are the Michigans of the world, the Alabamas of the world, 
And, and the Miamis you, of the world. And the Miamis of the world. They they coming back. <laughs> you, you wear a bullseye on your on your chest, so you know everybody's gunning for you. Uh, and you know Robinson, man, he's he you really got to admire him, man. He's a he's a real real community guy. You know, you see him at the basketball games. Uh, you see him in in Detroit, Michigan, all over the state, doing different things for the community. And you know, and I t- I tip my hat to a guy like that, man. And his senior leadership will win games this year by itself you know what i mean because he like you say he's going to learn from a lot of the mistakes he's made in the past and he won't be making those mistakes and i see him doing doing some real special things this year i'm pulling for him he's a florida guy you know he, he's he from our state he's you know a what florida guy. hey guys we're about to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to continue with the top 10 of college football The Crab Stop, garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop, garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials, steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, Table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop. 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida. 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop. In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at... 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com we are here to serve all your needs from little league to big league and everything in between mention sports info and receive a 10% discount we can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com Swords Photography, here to serve your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. What? $120 an hour just to work on my car? How about $49 for a labor hour? State certified auto mechanics, state of the art equipment, 50 years of combined experience. David Moore Auto Service, located just south of Herbert Street in Port Orange, 3664 Jackson Street in Port Orange, 290 4866. 290 4866. Give them a call. $49 for labor hours? David Moore Auto Service. Livingston Warrington and Sword PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties, practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston Warrington and Sword PA at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad and your consultation is on the house. Livingston, Wilmington, and Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. You're tuned in to Sports. 
Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Let's get right back into this um, top 20, top 10 um, NCAA football. Hey, we have Florida State next, man. Jimbo Fisher is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on Jimbo Fisher, really. I think he inherited a, a, a program under Coach Bobby Bowden that's, that was already established and had a solid foundation. And if you ask me, he has not built on what he received from Coach Bowden. Even though he was a coach in waiting for a couple of years under Coach Bowden, when he took the reins, the program did not make any significant increase. I, I don't know about the solid foundation. You know, I, I'm a Bobby Bowden fan. He did a great job at Florida State. But his last couple of years was kind of rocky in, uh, at Florida State. Uh, I don't think he did a great job of recruiting. The defense wasn't the normal self that, that we're used to seeing under Mickey Rooney. I, I really think that Jimbo Fisher has done a great job of recruiting. He's, he's had number one or top five recruiting classes at the top five recruiting, recruiting classes. I, I think the biggest issue with Jimbo is like when you're replacing a legend, it's tough. Those are big shoes to fill. So the, the expectations are they're the same but you're replacing a living legend like Bobby Bowden so you know that's a tough job um, right now they're sitting at number seven and I'm looking at the schedule and I, I really feel if they can get past Clemson on uh September 22nd that comes into the season ranked number 14 they got your Hurricanes October 20th and Virginia Tech November 8th hey this is a team that we're talking about that's in prime position uh, to sneak into the BCS championship game don't you think it's now uh, time Sam and Daryl that the recruiting class of Jimbo Fisher. Now it starts to kick in, but they're still going to be underclassmen. Maybe it's going to take another year for his people to start to be starters, but he has had the influence of these other players. Yes, he has, and he's had this quarterback, E.J. Manuel, now for a couple of years, and we've been waiting on some big things from him that we just have not been able to see. And I don't, he hasn't produced at the level that, his, that we were expecting him to do. So... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to do a better job of staying healthy, but uh, it's gonna be interesting. And that's the that's the wonderful thing about college football, professional football. You have to stay um, you have to stay healthy. You know, injuries can take a top ten team and send them into the lower end of the top twenty five poll. But coming in at number six, we have the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, uh, Mark Rick was under a lot of pressure last year, uh, lost his first two games and went on a roll. Ended up playing in the SEC championship game. Returns a lot of talent this season. Uh, you know. They they did lose their uh, starting tailback, one of the best fr- freshmen in the country. Uh, had some uh, off-the-field problems, and he's at Alabama State now. So how do you see the uh, Georgia Bulldogs factoring into the national championship picture and fitting into the tough SEC? Well, that's, that is the key, I think. If they can do well in the SEC, if they can come out of, the, out of the SEC with one loss, they'll probably be in the BCS and have an opportunity to play for a national championship. I played with Mark Rick. Mark Rick, I know him quite well. He was a senior when I was a freshman at University of Miami. A great guy. Christian man. Oh, man, he, he lives for everything that is right, man. And I'm telling you, he's a super motivator. I've had an opportunity to be with him, hang out with him. Good guy, man. Great all-around person. We have a call on the line. Go ahead, caller. Hello? Yes, go ahead, caller. Uh, how are you, Mr. Oliver? This is with Mr. Willie Smith. Hey, what's going on, Big Bill? <laughs> Willie Smith, what's on your mind on Sports Info? 
Oh, Sports Info. I, I was just uh, wondering about uh, this Penn State thing again. I, I know it's old news and everything, but um, uh, having four boys of my own, um, I've come in contact with quite a few people that had a lot of sympathy for Joe and his staff and the university, and they seem to have forgotten about the kids. I agree totally, uh, Willie. You know, and and I don't. I think the punishment that these people have received, a lot of people think that it was it was unjust. And in some cases, in most cases, when you start dealing with kids and the safety of kids, the punishment is not enough. They cannot punish Sandusky enough as far as exactly. I'm concerned. You know what I'm exactly. I mean, here's a person that was in charge of children. We entrusted him in our children. And here he, he, just, he just threw that trust out of the way and actually started manipulating people. And it's just a horrible thing, man. And it, really, it, it, it just throws me for a loop to think about it. And his punishment is not nearly enough and I think he's going to probably get a lot more punishment in prison but that might be what he's looking for Willie you're right about the punishment this year and the when's the last time guys that in the top 25 and in the honorable mentions you haven't seen the Penn State name it's been a long yeah, time since that it's, happened it's, it's been a long time yeah I do uh, you know I I do see Penn State as a team that's going to surprise some people this year. and uh, You kind of want to root for the kids, but, uh, you know, going back to to the whole scandal, the Sandusky, Joe Pa, again, you know, I'm a Joe Pa fan, but he's just as much as Father Sandusky, the regents, the president. There's a lot of people that needs to be punished. And uh, not only Sandusky, he, he definitely got what he deserved, and it maybe he's not enough, but... There's some other guys that's that's on that firing squad also. Daryl, I mean Sam, back in the day, what, did you play Penn State? I played at Penn State. I played against Joe Paul. Did was, you get a was, chance to like go was, be was, on that side of the field and was, get up close to Joe Paul? Was, was recruited by Penn State. You oh know? really? Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know. Anyway, like I said, I was a big fan of Joe Paul. Just a little disappointed that. Uh, you know, when when everybody needed him to be strong, he he didn't make the right decision, and and you know, no That's one's point. no no one's perfect, but uh, he didn't do the right thing, and uh, it, it's gonna um, everything that he worked for. You know, he was a man that 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 understood the the legacy and the history of Penn State. Everything that he worked for was uh has been destroyed. The problem is too many unanswered questions. Yes, I agree. Hey, thanks yeah. for your call, Willie. No problem. Good it's question. Thanks, okay. We're up already up to number uh, five. Number five, the Oregon. The Ducks. Ducks, man. I, I'll tell you one thing I like about Oregon. Uh, I never know what type of uniform <laughs> that uh, Mr. Phil Knight and Nike is going to bring out for Oregon. But, uh, you know, I, I tell you, you're talking about a high-powered offense. The, the Maybe one of the most exciting players in college football. You know, I think he stole Kobe's nickname, the Black Mamba. You're talking about an electrifying return man and running back. Uh, you know, so how, how do you see them figuring into this whole picture? I I really see them possibly winning the national championship this year. You know, I mean, really, uh, they've, they've just had an outstanding couple years. The last three years, they've been right in the hunt. And when you look at it this year, I I, I can see uh, Coach Kelly taking this team to to another level, man. I really can. When we're talking about the unusual uniforms, I was disappointed to see Boise State at number 22 in one poll, number 24 in another. 
does that blue field irritate you guys or not? I mean, I just can't get it. I can't wrap my arms around it. Uh, you know, I, I really like the blue field. It's something different. You know, Vo- Boise State started off as a as a Division One AA school, so you know you had to try to do something to bring some attention to yourself. So well, that the, did the, it. The, the blue field, and and now you know they continued as as they climbed the rankings. You know they're they're playing tougher teams, tougher opponents, but it was definitely something to get people talking. And you think you're talking about Boise, Idaho, Boise, Idaho. So you yeah. know uh, definitely an attention grabber. The oh. blue field is always. And that creeped me out, but it's just unnecessary. You know, who who plays on a field that looks like Papa Smurf backyard? It just makes no <laughs> sense to me, and uh, and and it, and it upsets me to see people do things different to bring attention to themselves. Yeah. It's just like that guy that you know. I'm not nothing against people that have piercings, but the guy that has 122 piercings, come on, man, it's, it's the same thing. This this team, they want to be different. Why didn't they make the field pink? Or why didn't they make it hey, yellow? When you're you know the, what I when mean? You, when, you're, when you're the little fella in college football, you know, you got to do some things. But I tell you what, Boise State, probably in the last 10 years, it's going to be hard-pressed to find two teams that has more victories than Boise State. You, you know, got you, it. You're talking about a, a program that has been tremendous. They'll play anybody. They went to Georgia a couple years ago. They beat Georgia. You know, hey, they've been putting out some great prospects, and they do a great job of recruiting. They so. beat Oklahoma in a Fiesta Bowl a couple years yes. ago. And it was not on a blue field. It was on a regular grass but even Kentucky, the bluegrass state, doesn't have bluegrass. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on to number four. I'm sort of surprised. I, I rate this team a little higher. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Coach Stoops, man, he's a, he's a good ball coach. You know, Oklahoma always have a lot of talent. But uh, they're kind of underachieving bunch to me. You know, man, Coach Stoops, I, I, I really admire this guy. You know, he's he's done a lot of things for college football. And he's really changed Oklahoma. I mean, he, he went in there and changed the face of the program. I mean, his, his team has been, has been fairly clean. You hear hardly anything bad coming out of their camp. And, and he's a good coach. Um, I admire him. I think he's in the hunt every year, and it does. It wouldn't surprise me if Coach Stoops is playing. Stoops is playing for the national championship this year in 2012. You're, you're talking about another team that uh, benefits from playing in a watered-down conference, the Big 12 conference. If they beat Oklahoma State or Texas, they have a very clear path to the national championship. When they make it to the big game in the past, you have seen them get taken behind the woodshed. I mean, and, and hey, they have had they've had their share off-field problems this uh, this offseason. They've kicked off a couple guys off the team, so you know. I'm not sold on Oklahoma. I'm not definitely not buying them. They have a, a schedule that's very friendly. Uh, you know, Texas has not been the Texas of, past, of, of the, the past. That's the reason why I think they may do well. Their path to the national championship is uh, okay. Then we move into the SEC. LSU, the third amount of uh, number first place votes. You know, you're talking about a team that lost in the national championship game, has a lot of returning talent coming back, but they have they have some off field distractions now. Well, uh, you know, the Honey Badger, Tyrone Mathea, the uh, the all world defensive back who was a Heisman Trophy finalist, he he's been kicked off the team. Uh, you know, he has a he has some issues that he's dealing with, some personal problems. You know, first and foremost, uh, we we hope that he can get every everything together it's not about him the football player it's about him the person uh trying to become a better person and do what's right you know um but uh 
they still have a lot of talent coming yeah. back. But, you know, it, it's, it's tough to replace a, a consensus All-American, a Heisman finalist, uh, a, a, a great return, man, you know. So they're losing a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, sometimes when a coach stands up and kicks his best player off the team, I think this this is uh, actually could be a rallying point for this team, bring them even closer together. Something that they probably need to take them to the level they were at last year is playing for the net. That was playing for the national championship. You this know. is Sports Info. We'll be right back. Give us a call three eight six five two three thirteen eight. Number two and number one when we return. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today, 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. Let me tell you about one of my favorite people, Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic Service, 386-576-3442, emergency roadside assistant, automobile and diesel repair. From brakes to oil change and radiators and starters. No job too big or too small. Jimmy can do it all. 386-576-3442. Low rates. Jimmy will come to you. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic. 386-576-3442. What? $120 an hour just to work on my car? How about $49 for a labor hour? State-certified auto mechanics, state-of-the-art equipment, 50 years of combined experience. David Moore Auto Service, located just south of Herbert Street in Port Orange, 3664 Jackson Street in Port Orange, 290-4866, 290-4866. Give them a call, $49 for labor hours, David Moore Auto Service. In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. We are here to serve all your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. Mention Sports Info and receive a 10% discount. We can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com. Swords Photography, here to serve your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between. U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to Sports Info. Let's get right into this, Sam. Number two team in America right now is the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Well, they're just keeping that seat hot uh, because September 1st, after my Wolverines beat them, they'll no longer be number two. They'll be more like more uh, likely to be ranked in the 9, 10 range. So, you know, hey, they're just keeping that seat warm. You know, uh, Les Miles, it's not Les Miles, but um, Saban has really set itself apart as probably one of the best college coaches in America right now. I mean, you know, he's he's done a lot of things. Won championships other places besides Alabama. And now he's winning. He's, he just won that championship last year. He set himself apart, man. I think he's a special coach. He's a, he's a great motivator. He's a hard worker, very good organizer. And when you see his practices, you see his teams, they're very organized, man. I tell you, that's, that's a big part of, of, uh, of football is keeping your program organized. You get a lot more work done when you're organized. Uh, yes, you, you'll be hard-pressed hard to find a coach that's better than Nick Saban at any level. And, uh, you know, he, he's a great defensive coach. He does a great job of recruiting, keeping his guys motivated. And, and, and now he has he, he has a... He has the opportunity to repeat again. So a lot of these guys, they saw what happened the first time around. So I, I just really think his team will be a lot more prepared this time. They're going to have a tough game uh, September 1st uh, versus Michigan. But uh, I know, everybody know that Alabama's going to be ready. You're talking about a physical team that's going to run the football uh you know, it's hard to replace a Heisman Trophy winner with a guy that was a top three pick like they did. And now waiting in the ring, in the wings, you have Lacey, a big physical 240 plus pound tailback that's, uh, that runs physical. He runs downhill. You know, Alabama's going to play tough defense. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I'm going to go on the record and say, even after my Wolverines knocked Alabama off on September 1st, they'll run the table in the SEC and they'll end up back in the national championship game. I still haven't forgiven Urban Meyer for leaving Miami. That is the Dolphins. As I figured you mean he Nick had, Saban. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, excuse me. Who did I say? Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer. Yeah, but I'm looking him up, too. Ohio State, I'm not seeing much from them this year. But what do you think about Alabama, Daryl Oliver? Well, you know, I think, I think Saban has done such a wonderful job building – Alabama back to the the level that they used to be at, and I'm talking about when, when um, with with the level of Bear Bryant, that kind of recognition they have now in the world of college football. And I look at him, and I look at him now. It's like wow, all the kids want to go and play for him. You know, all the defensive backs, yeah. mm-hmm. defensive linemen, running backs, quarterbacks, they all want to play for this guy. And, I mean, if he if he has that kind of attraction that he's drawing all of these people to him, it must be something very special, and it must be something more than what we see. It must be something these kids are actually feeling from him when they talk to him, when they see him, when they hang out with him. And I think that says a heck of a lot for him. Not only is he winning – He's getting guys to the next level. And what what better recruiting tool to have than say, hey, you know, you can come here. You're going to be successful. I'm going to let the best guys play. And, hey, you get to go play in the NFL. That That's a great recruiting tool. And the last yeah. two Heisman um, last two Heisman trips, two of his players were there. Yeah. You and know, that says a lot for him. And it's that time for the number one AP Top 25 team in the nation with the most amount of first place folks you got the mighty trojans you know uh coming out of uh out of california and, and the one thing i got to say about this uh you know three years ago you're talking about a team that uh 
near near death penalty. Uh, they they survived the Reggie Bush uh, scandal and uh, everything that happened. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this is going to be like the death penalty for USC." You know, they weathered the storm. And you're talking about a team that's now eligible to go to a bowl game. But hey, they don't have their their eyes just set on going to a bowl. They have their eyes set on winning the national championship team. And you're talking about a quarterback that sacrifice millions of dollars to go be a top five pick in the NFL uh, Matt Barkley to come back to lead his Trojans you're talking about Marquise Lee a sophomore receiver that had over 1100 yards and 11 touchdowns Robert Woods averaged over 100 yards receiving a game and Barkley he only set a Pac-10 record 39 touchdown passes last year and uh they're led by uh, Monty Kiffin, who was uh, one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. He's their defensive coordinator. He's helping his son out. So what do you think about the USC Trojans' chances? You know, I, I really think their chances are great. I, I agree with, with Matt Barkley. He came back. He could have went last year. Wasn't that many quarterbacks went in the draft last year. I think he could have been one of those one of those top quarterbacks. He would have been in the probably would have been in the first round more than likely for sure. What bothers me with USC is Lane Kiffin, man. I mean, Lane Kiffin ran out of ran out of um, out of, out of Tennessee. Um, he just dropped that team. You know, I, I don't like that. I think that's disrespectful. And I, I really think that those things come around to bite you. And I don't think Lane Kiffin is is liked a lot in um, in the world of college football by coaches and people in college football. And I think that. Um, Think these? I think that's going to come back around to actually hurt him. I don't. I don't think he has built USC. I think he's another guy that inherited a great program. I mean, a great program, and he just you know got in the got under the wheel behind the wheel and don't wreck the don't wreck the Porsche, man. And he just has not wrecked the Porsche yet. But give him a little time. This might be his last year with a great quarterback like Matt Barkley. And what happens after this year? Nah, this year? You, you know they've recruited a, a couple five star guys just waiting in the wings to uh, to replace Barkley. But you know, hey, you know a lot of people can get behind the wheel of a Porsche, but you know they wreck the Porsche. You know, exactly. you know. Look at your alma mater, man. That's a, you're talking about a great program. It, it, it's not just easy. You have to maintain these guys. And uh, you know, hey, he left Tennessee. I would have left Tennessee for USC also after the role that USC was on after Pete Carroll. But you, you're talking about in the face of adversity to go out and recruit to be able to get kids to come there when your scholarships were down and and the, to get your quarterback to stay, man. I, I mean, if you if you don't like hey, him, and, and you say a lot of guys don't like him. Of course, a lot of coaches ain't gonna like you when you're going out recruiting and you're able to to bring in the top players and and you can compete in the face of adversity. So and, and you know we're talking about competing. The rich get richer. You know the only thing that people on paper that they were missing was a running back. And so what did they do? They went down to Penn State and got Silas Reed. And, and I'm not mad at him. But but Lane Kiffin was given a job. Uh, to him by the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders gave him that job. He didn't earn it. And and everybody know he got that job on his dad's name, Monty Kiffin. Then you look up where does he go? He go to they kick him out of the Raiders. He winds up in Tennessee. Why did he get that job? I'm sure because of his dad's name. He stays there for a little while. He leaves there. Now he's in one of the 
but most prestigious jobs in America, USC head football coach. Now, trust me, did he ever earn the job of being a, being in that position? Did he ever earn that job? I'd say no. And here's, here's a guy that's, like I say, if he doesn't wreck the Porsche, he'll be all right. But as soon as the Porsche starts to roll off to the side of the road because it got a flat tire, his behind is out of there, man. Well, the USA Today, uh, Today Coaches Poll shows LSU at number one, Alabama two, and USC number three, and his vote came under scrutiny. I don't know if you heard he this just story turned, He just turned it in. He That's said right. he does not want to have a but vote. But guess what? He said he, wasn't, he said he wasn't going to vote for USC, and he turned around and voted and for USC. And he voted for him. That's one. right. Yeah. Hey, this is the guy I'm talking about, man. He's, he, he, he's, he's under a little scrutiny. But he did not tell the truth about that when he was first asked about it so it's not the first time he didn't tell the truth well hello hey man there's a lot of college coaches in there you know there's a lot of great college uh, coaches that that don't always tell the truth so uh you know if you want you want to criticize uh coach kiffin for doing that you know yeah hey there's a lot of suspect stuff but i'm sure if you dig deeper enough you'll be able to find information on a lot of these guys but uh i'm just uh I think they're really going to do a good job. You know, hey, you don't got to like them, but you got to respect them. For a guy to be able to recruit when all everybody's saying, hey, don't go to USC, just think about how hard it is to recruit when you're on probation. The people are saying, hey, you're not going to be able to go to a bowl game. You're not going to be on TV. You're going to get the death penalty to get kids to want to come and play for you. You know, that, that that's not easy. Because, you know, easy. being on probation can ruin programs. You're talking about it can set you back 10 years. And for the job that USC did through all of this adversity, you have to tip your hat to them. And not only and after three years to be ranked preseason number one, I don't care who's at the wheel. And, and if the kids didn't like them, I don't care what the coaches think. It's about the kids because that's who's going to play for you. The coaches are recruiting against you. They're coaching against you. And, and they're two-faced. Well, so. Once again, the AP Top 25 Top 10 is number one, USC, number two, Alabama, number three, LSU, followed by Oklahoma at four, Oregon at five, then in the sixth place, Georgia, then Florida State at number seven, Michigan at number eight, South Carolina at nine, and running out the top ten, another Another SEC team, Arkansas. And as you guys said, five SEC teams in the top ten. And that's not going to last all season because they have to play each other. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, let's go right a little. Let's go right to the NFL, man. Let's talk a little bit about this NFC North. All right. Let's start with that division first. You know, um, Green Bay. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers to me has been like a, a match made in heaven. I mean, they both they both very energetic guys. They work hard. Uh, McCarthy they just won a Super Bowl two years ago. Last year they they didn't didn't go so far in the playoffs. But I really think that Aaron Rodgers and that group of receivers that he has they're primed to make another serious run in the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about a team that was they were only undefeated until the last week of the season. They, they want when you win 15 games, uh, you know that's not an easy thing to do, and uh, I, I really do. I really can see them representing the NFC in the championship game uh, this year. You know. Uh, the injury bug hit them late, and at the worst time that it can possibly hit you was at the end of the season. Uh, they, they lost in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs. But you're talking about a team that, that has a lot of talent offensively. Their biggest issue is they have to clean up the defense. Uh, you know, Don Capers is a great defensive coordinator, but they gave up entirely too many points last year. And if you're, if you're going to compete for uh, Super Bowl championships, you're definitely going to have to play sound defense. 
That's for sure. Hey, but the Bears, man, every year Levy Smith's job is on the line. I mean, every year is on the line. This year, Jay Cutler's back. And hopefully he can stay healthy and, and be productive. But at the same time, Brandon Marshall's coming into town, man. And this is their chance to cook up again and be productive. That's definitely going to be a matchup that uh, I'm going to be excited to watch. They hooked up for two passes, 61 yards uh, in the preseason game. Hey, that's our cue. We'll be right back. If you want to join this conversation, we can be reached at 386-523-1380. Livingston, Warrington & Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties. Practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston Wilton and Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad and your consultation is on the house. Livingston, Wolverton, and Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today. 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials. Steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop. 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, let's get back to these Bears, man. Lovey Smith's job is always on the line, and I don't see anything different this year. If he loses three out of the first five games, his job will be on the line again. I don't care how well Jay Cutler does. I don't care how well Brandon Marshall does. If they lose three games out of the first five, he might not make game seven. Hey, I, I don't see them losing three out of the first five. I, I really like this Bears team, you know, with the addition of Marshall. Uh, you, now you give Cutler a, another weapon, and uh, you take a lot of pressure off of Devin Hester, and I really think that's going to make him that much better. you got um, uh, you got Forte in the backfield. Uh, I, I really think a lot of the Bears' problems last year was uh, protection problems, them not giving a quarterback enough protection. I, I do like this Bears team, and I, I really can see them uh, leaping 
in Detroit and, and being that second team from the NFC North to make the playoffs? I, I could see that, but at the same time, if Levy doesn't win, he'll be gone. And this guy, man, um, the Vikings coach, Leslie Frazier, hey, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone by game three. His job is definitely on the line. He's on a short, short leash with the Vikings. And um, and for, former FSU quarterback um, Christian Ponder, this is his second second season with this team. Adrian Peterson is really coming off. He's coming off a knee injury. It's hard to say he's going to be the same player he was before the injury. It always takes about a year, a complete year for healing. And I just don't think he's gonna. He's not going to be ready. He's not going to be the the um, the running back we and, saw in and, the past, man. And you. And, you know, with all of that being said, you know, you got to hope that management do the right thing and they give Coach Frazier the right time to build a program. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to take time. When your best player is coming off the physically unable to perform list, you know, it, it, it's tough. You know, you got um, you got a young team, so it's going to take patience. If they can uh, – you, what you're looking for is, is are, the guy, are, are the guys fighting? Are they competing? And then, you know, that's what I'm looking for in management. You know, let's go out and give maximum effort each and every week and let's see what happens you know a lot of times you can overcome talent with a, a lack of talent when you work hard and do all of the little things like not beating yourself winning a turnover battle so uh you know coach frazier he's a he's a great coach he comes from a great coaching tree the, the tony dungy coaching tree you just hope that they be patient and uh give them time to hopefully build a program and then uh you know the next team we're going to talk about the last team in that division is probably one of the most talented teams is the detroit lions you have you're talking about maybe Maybe the the best wide receiver quarterback combination in all of football, and a, a guy who's just trends. He's just changing the wide receiver position, uh, Kevin Johnson. When you're talking about 6'5", 235 to 40 pounds, that can flat out run, jump, catch, change directions, do all of the little things. Uh, you know, as far as the quarterback can throw it, he's going to run up on it and go get it. Uh, had a great season last year. If they can get a running game, I mean, and, and stay out of the headlines from the off-the-field off problems, you're talking about a team that, that can be super. Yeah, but they can't seem to keep Javid Best um, healthy at all. And Stafford' problem has has been: can he stay healthy? You know, if he can stay healthy, he could be a very productive quarterback. And the off the field issues, man, you and I both know. When you have arrest and multiple arrests by by one player, these kind of things are like a cancer to a program. They just eat it up, and it spreads like wildfire. You have more and more problems. And and uh, and and Sue, if he can if he can contain his energy on the field and just contain his be more composed and be more um just under control i think he can be a very productive player and take this team to another level but that's yet to be seen and um we'll see what happens with all of these arrests and this guy fairly who's a, a, a super defensive lineman that was picked up from auburn a couple years ago he looks really out of shape and he's the one that's been arrested the most times yeah, you, you know, another interesting thing, too, is uh, a lot of times a team like the Lions or some of the other teams, they can creep up on you when there's no expectations. Like, you know, right. I, I'm a big believer. Now, how do you handle that success? Everybody's talking about you. They're saying that, hey, you're you're one or two pieces from going to the Super Bowl. So now are they going to believe everything that people
people's writing about them? Are they going to continue to work hard and do all of the little things that it's going to take to be successful and be a team that makes the playoffs year in and year out? You know, that that's yet to be seen. You know, and uh, uh, just just the injury update, you know, Michael Vick left the game last week after taking a hard uh, hit. Um, he's left the game this week after being hit hard in the first quarter. You know, the Patriots are leading the, the Eagles 9-zip uh, early in the second quarter. And, you know, that's one of big, Vick's biggest issues, you know, can he stay healthy? Yeah, it, Michael Vick is not a very big man. You know, and he's not a, a you know, he, he's never been able to take a lot of licks, and he runs around a lot. So nowadays, when he when he's running, they're not trying to sack him; they're trying to tackle him. There's a difference between a sack and a tackle. Sack, you just want to bring the quarterback down. Michael Vick, you got to hit him, got to hit him hard, and you got to bring him down because he's a running back. He's like a very fleet running back. So it doesn't surprise me to have for him to have these injuries. And Michael Vick is no spring chicken, man. He's he's getting up there in age a little bit too. He's got a lot of dogs barking at his heels. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, just speaking about that game, I noticed that. At the Patriots, they didn't play Brady, you know. And, uh, Belichick knows what uh, he know what he has in Brady. You know, and I, I just read an article today that um, that the New England Patriots signed a silver medalist from the Olympics. Uh, former Gator uh, Jeff Demps, you know. Uh, hey, add more speed, just giving Brady more weapons yeah. to go out. I, I really do see this New England Patriot team. You know, I'm biased because of Tom Brady and the Michigan affiliation, but I really do see this team. Uh, getting to the Super Bowl and finally finishing it, you know, and and him winning his fourth Super Bowl championship. Well, you know, man, um, I said it when the Spygate thing came out. I said that the the New England Patriots program will will go down and it's going to take them about five years to come back. I still don't think that they're ready to come back. I don't see them being in the Super Bowl this year. Hey, uh, we sh- we shall see. But you know, uh, Darrell, there's a lot of preseason games going on. It's almost like the the TV is oversaturated with uh, NFL preseason games. We don't have enough time to talk about all of them. But I will say the one thing that I have truly been impressed with from watching this uh, preseason, the early start of it, is the the young passers, the young quarterbacks from Russell Wilson, the RG3, the Andrew Luck, to Blaine uh, Gabbard in, in Jacksonville. You know, what are your thoughts on some of these young quarterbacks? Uh, where do you see them? Uh, do you see them being productive this year? Will you take any of them on your fantasy team? What are your thoughts on these young quarterbacks that are having a lot of success? You know, I, I really see Andrew Luck as being a very, very good quarterback in the future. I really don't see him being. He'll start every game this year, I think, for Indianapolis Colts. However, I don't see him being. Uh, I don't see him breaking 500 this year. Uh, it's going to be hard. They don't have the talent, but I, I was very uh, impressed with him last night. He threw two interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault, but uh, just some of the throws that he made, putting the ball in tight spaces, uh, I really do think that uh, the coach got it right with him. Uh, you know, another passer that I, I was very impressed with, Blaine Gabbard, uh, he's playing like a top-ten pick. He's playing like a guy that was in the conversation of being the number-one pick when he came out the draft, so I'm sure Jacksonville has definitely got to be happy with him. The quarterback that has impressed me the most is Andy Dalton. I tell you, he's probably has a probably has more receivers than anybody else to work with, but he has a lot of composure in the in the, in the backfield. He really stands in the pocket and takes his licks and get the ball out of his hand. He's impressed me the most, and I will take him on my fantasy football team if I can. 
definitely had a great year last year. Another quarterback, Russell Wilson, he, you know, he continues to shine. But the one thing I must say about Russell Wilson, I want to see how he's going to respond if he gets to not to start in the preseason game. Uh, hey, guys, you know, uh, it, it goes by fast when you're having fun. It's uh, It's been great being in the studio with you guys again. Hey, again, you can uh, find us on Facebook at uh, Sports Info UM. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, hey, check us out if you would like to join the conversation. Sports Info UM. Uh, give us a call, 386-523-1380. Hey, it's always good. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Check us out on Voice America, the leader in Internet media, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.